What up, what up, what up? It's your girl Leah M. Forney back with another episode of Hey Queen Thrive, y'all, season three. Listen, I am super excited. I'm super excited, y'all. If you haven't heard already, your girl is hosting her very first, first of many virtual summit, y'all. Listen, I am beyond excited. Elevate Your Pitch is going down October 20th and 21st, 2023 from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time each day. Man, when I tell you this is such a God thing, this is such a God thing. Like he gave me this vision to do this summit. And at first I wasn't going to do it, y'all. Y'all already know. Like sometimes God tell me to do stuff. I'd be like, huh? What? Come again? What? Oh, okay. Right? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm I'm, just being honest. I know we transparent over here at Hey Queen Thrive. So I wasn't going to do it. And then he kept nudging me to do it. So I was like, fine, I'm going to do it. And I told God, I literally said, God, if, if I'm supposed to do this summit, you will line up every speaker for this summit. And when I tell you he did it in 48 hours, y'all, he did it in 48 hours. Like, within 48 hours, I literally had every powerhouse woman speaker that is going to literally set the virtual stage ablaze. Like we we leaving it in, in dust and smoke at the end of these two days. So you definitely want to make sure you grab your tickets and come kick it with us at Elevate Your Pitch. And so listen, for the remainder of this season, I am highlighting some of my speakers. I have called on some of my speakers at for Elevate Your Pitch, and I've been like, hey, girl, hey, I need to interview you here live on Hey Queen Thrive so they can hear what you will be teaching. And so let me tell you something about this first speaker that you're going to hear our interview on this episode. It is my girl, my sis, Miss Portia Steele, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you something. I connected with this queen on Clubhouse, right? Like instant connection, like that is my sis, right? And me and her did some work together. I had a client back when I was doing book writing coaching. Um, I had a, a client that took one of my courses and got his manuscript completed and he needed a, he needed an editor and a publisher and all that good stuff. And I was like, hey girl, hey, I got a client for you because listen, I believe in the power of collaboration, okay? So she was like, yeah, send them to me or whatever. She, I sent her, you know, sent my client over to her and the rest is history. Like she, he got his book done. It came out amazing. And I was just so excited for him. Right. And so <laughs> from there, we just kept, you know, kept vibing, kept, kept building our relationship. And then recently she was a TEDx speaker. Right. And I don't know if y'all know, but like TEDx, doing a TED talk is like literally on my, on my bucket list to get done. Um, probably 2024. I ain't gonna hold you. Right. So I saw that she did a TEDx, TED talk and I was so excited for her. I was like, my girl is just out here killing it. And then she also recently just dropped a book called The CEO Author. Y'all check out this book, y'all. For real, for real. Check out this book because it was just like, when I decided to go to her and I was like, yo, sis, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> this is the vision I have for this summit. I want to know, would you be one of my speakers? She immediately was like, hands down, yes. Absolutely, yes. And so what you guys are going to hear on this episode is my conversation with my sis, Portia Steele, where we talked about her journey, right? Like she really shares her journey on how she got to where she is today. And we talked about what she will be speaking on at Elevate Your Pitch. So if you are an author, 
or you are an aspiring author, you need to be at Elevate Your Pitch specifically for this topic because my girl is going to be talking about the power of authorship, how to use your book to solidify your credibility and improve your positioning. Listen, when I tell you she is coming with the nuggets, she is coming with the gems, she is coming with the mic drops, y'all might as well just go ahead and get ready and get prepared. Not only get prepared, get that replay access, y'all. Go ahead and upgrade, purchase that replay access, because I promise you, I promise you, you do not want to miss this one like you do not want to miss this one replay access is 49 dollars. listen we spend 49 dollars on things that don't give us a return on investment you're going to get a return on your investment when you pay 49 dollars because you will have lifetime access to the replay so you want to make sure that you get that replay access and of course the link to go ahead and get your ticket it's going to be in the description of this sh- of this episode so definitely Make sure you come kick it with us over at Elevate Your Pitch and stay tuned because I will be back with what? Thriver Nuggets. What's up, my beautiful Hey Queen Thrive family? Hope all is well. Listen, y'all, I'm super excited because I got my sis. Let me tell you, me and this queen met on Clubhouse. It was such a divine connection and we've been rocking ever since. And look, she is here all the way from Nigeria to kick it with your girl here at Hey Queen Thrive. It's my sis, Portia Steele. What's going on, sis? I feel like there should be like an audience or a crowd. Right. <laughs> sound effects, <laughs> sound effects. Listen, <laughs> tell the people about you. Yeah, man, I'm feeling good. So my name is Portia Mystique Steele. I'm an award-winning book coach, TEDx speaker, independent book publishing expert. So I help business owners and CEOs combine their story and their wisdom to publish highly impactful books that generate income, influence, and elevate them to thought leadership. Listen, and we are here for it because since the day I met you, you have been killing it. So I'm, I'm beyond excited that you are here. I know that you are going to share so much with my listeners. And, and yeah, y'all just don't have to get y'all pen and paper for this. So listen, I have a question I ask all my experts. And that is, in your opinion, what does it mean to be a queen that's thriving? Ooh, this is a good one. Uh, you know, it's funny because when we think of thriving, right, we think of overcoming. Like we had to have overcome something in order for us to continue to push forward and just excel. But I don't necessarily think that's true. I think thriving means that you are just excelling in anything and everything that you set forward. So regardless of your circumstance or your situation, a queen who's thriving is a woman who is excelling at whatever she started, whatever she's in, whatever she wants to do, she's killing it. Listen, I love that you are excelling regardless of the situation and circumstances. Yes. She's that person that knows how to, what they say, she knows how to take lemon and turn it into into sweet tea or lemonade. (laughs) (laughs) She's good at what she do. I love that. I love that. So look, season three, we have been having this conversation about our God-given purpose and the journey to discovering it. So talk to us about your journey. What, what did you learn as you decided that book publishing was what you wanted to do? Like, I know you didn't just wake up like this. So talk to the people about your journey. It's funny. I didn't wake up like this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't 
did. Okay, so rewind to 2015. I was literally asleep in bed and I felt like somebody was shouting my name. Like I lived in a house mm. with eight other people. So I really thought like some stuff was going down. So it sounded like somebody, it sounded like my father who I was, you know, staying in the family home. So I thought he was calling my name. My dad's not a good guy. So if he's calling your name, it's a problem. So it was so loud that it woke me up and I woke up in the dark. Nobody was in there. Nobody was in the room. It was just me and complete darkness, which is rare because I usually had like the TV on. I would play Spotify or something. Spotify was off. The TV was off. It was just dark. I wake up and I'm like, what the heck was that? Then I start feeling this like panicky sensation in my heart. Like you ever see like a child about to fall and you get that panic in your heart where you want to, you need to spring into action. Yeah, That's what I was feeling after having just waken up after hearing somebody shout my name. And I leave my bedroom. I look down the hall. Nobody's there. The house is quiet. So what the heck is going on? And I get this sudden urge to go online. And I hear so clearly, Google search online writing gigs. And I was like, what the heck? No. See, at the time, I was living at home in a very cult-like household. So I wasn't allowed to have a job. I wasn't allowed to go to college. I wasn't allowed to date. I wasn't allowed to do anything. So I did do virtual schooling. So I had this old beat-up laptop that my sister refurbished. So we used to sneak online to just do whatever. Like we didn't, we weren't allowed to have a social media accounts. So we just browsed the internet for whatever. Um, so I I answered the call. I did what I was told to do and I searched it and I ended up booking my first gig writing for a newspaper. Wow. And that kind of snowballed into editing because I, as I was online, I started reading works that were unpublished that people put on Goodreads and Wattpad and stuff like that. And it was riddled with errors. I have always been a stickler for, you know, proper grammar and correct language and fixing typos and other errors and stuff. So it was really difficult for me to get through these unpublished works, but it was amazing. The stories were great because I was learning about the world that I was being kept from. Mm. So after um, doing that gig and getting paid, they emailed, they mailed me a check. They mailed me a check. I just sneak out of the house, check the mail, <laughs> grab the check, run back into the house <laughs> before anybody else woke up. It was crazy. It was the whole thing. So after that, I decided, you know, I could do online work. And since I was already doing free editing for these unpublished authors, I decided to go ahead, create an Upwork profile. And I made bank $14,000 the first year as a freelance editor on Upwork. But because I wasn't allowed to go anywhere, I wasn't spending it. So it was just sitting in my account. It was just sitting there. And eventually one of my clients asked me to help him self-publish. And I told him no, because I don't know how to do that. Like, that's not my thing. I'm an editor. I don't know how to self-publish. Right. I don't want nobody else doing it. I want you to do it. And I was like, all right, if you give me time, I'll learn how to do it. And then we can do it. So he gave me about three months. I learned how to do it. I got a mentor. She started training me about the industry of self-publishing. And I went ahead and published his book. And that was just, that was the beginning. I eventually wow. left home with my 14 grand and my sister. We packed up, we left in 2019 and life began. 
That is such an amazing journey. And and it's so funny because as I was listening, I'm like, God, you're so funny because you be the way you reveal things to your people. is just hilarious. Like, like I literally was thinking like the story of Samuel when he was, you know, like hearing God for the first time and he thought it was Eli because God just kept calling his name and he like, who? Like, why is the priest calling my name? <laughs> and the priest is like, it's not me, right? Like, but he's so strategic like that. Cause even when I think of like the birth of Hey Queen Thrive, it happened when I was sleeping. Like God had given me the vision to start a podcast. I was like, I don't know nothing about podcasting. I don't have no friends in no podcast industry. <laughs> like, just like you, I had to learn it. And I was like, well, if I'm supposed to do this, you're going to have to give me a name. And literally I took a nap. And he said, hey, Queen Thrive. And I was like, oh, well, all right. Hey, Queen Thrive it is. And here we are going on four seasons. Like, like he's very strategic like that. So I love your journey and how he literally took you from an online writing gig to now you are an independent self-publishing expert, TEDx speaker. Like, (laughs) it started with that gig, but he he was planting the seed. And he was showing you what was really on the inside of you. And I think that's what's so beautiful about when we discover our God-given purpose is because it happens in the moment and in a season where life is chaotic. Like some people think we discover it when everything is great. Nah, we're usually in the midst of some chaos and <laughs> some calamity and some shit happening. Yeah, and then he's was- like, hey, let me tell you what I got planned for you. And you're like, how <laughs> I mean, it's so funny because when we talk about, you know, thriving, that was an environment where I felt like I wasn't thriving, only to find out later that I was. Like, I actually was thriving. But in the moment, I felt like I was barely surviving. So, like, being in that household is like, it's not just the oppression, but the physical abuse, the sexual abuse, the emotional abuse. So, it was really a struggle. So, that year, that year that I started working, I also ended up finding the love of my life. And I didn't know it, of course. But all of that happened in that time. And it, it was just, it's just crazy. It's crazy. He's so strategic. Like I, that's, that is like the only word that I can describe God, especially this year. I'm like, you are funny and strategic, sir. Like you are very, very strategic about, especially when it comes to his daughters. Like he is just mm-hmm. very strategic about how he takes our pain and helps us to turn it into power. Like I used to always say, turn your pain into purpose. And God reminded me one day, he was like, you are purpose. You were created with a purpose on purpose. Like there's no turning it into purpose because that's who you are. It's literally turning your pain into power. And that's what you did. Like you were like, okay, I am coming from this sucky environment, but I'm not going to let it define me. And I'm going to go on and I'm going to create the best life for me. And I have just admired you on the journey knowing what I've seen, the conversations we had, and I'm like, look at you shining. So kudos to you for doing that. So we got to talk about this book because out of nowhere, (laughs) you know, you kind of popped up on social media like, hey, y'all, your girl got a new book. And I was like, when was Portia writing a book? Like you just, you know, you kind of sneaked it in. So we got to talk about the CEO author. Talk to us about that. Like, what was the inspiration behind this book? Uh, truth be told, it was my my book coach. Um, because this 
couple years ago, I was thinking about writing a fiction book because I'm a fiction reader. I love reading fiction, but turns out I'm not very good at writing it. <laughs> I'm much better at writing nonfiction. I suck at writing fiction. So I was talking to my book coach about it and she was just teaching me the strategy of book marketing because it was one of the services that I wanted to provide my audience. And then I became a TEDx speaker. <laughs> And my idea of thought leadership just completely evolved. And I started to realize the power of thought leadership and how you can use a book to establish your thought leadership. So because of that experience working with my TEDx coach, I ended up shifting the entire, I would say, um, marketing aspect of my business. So before I used to work with anybody and everybody who wanted to write, then I segue into working only with coaches. And then when I stepped into my thought leadership, I said, bump it. I don't want to work with just coaches. I, I want to work with business owners, people who aspire to be influential, to be impactful and to be thought leaders. Because when you have a book, God, it's just so easy to achieve that. It's so easy to achieve that. And I knew how to do it. So everybody would tell me, oh, Portia, why don't you write a book about your life? Oh, it's such an amazing life. I said, no, boo-boo, that's not a book. You're not going to read it. You would watch it if it was on Netflix or if it was on a Lifetime movie. But you're not going to read yeah. it if I put it into a book. You're just not going to sit down and read that. You know, people nowadays, a lot of us read for progress, for development, which is mm -hmm. why, you know, fiction aren't doing as good as they used to. Yeah, uh, we get a lot of entertainment from the, you know, social media and stuff like that. So we don't necessarily need books for entertainment. So fiction books are killing in the game right now. So uh, after talking to my TEDx coach, who she has been a TEDx curator for 13 years, and she's a coach, she's never delivered a TEDx talk. And wow. I was getting on her and I was like, girl, how are you teaching me how to do all this? And you're not on the stage. And she was like, I'm sorry, have you released a book? And I was like, oh my God, I've been publishing and coaching about <laughs> publishing 55 books for authors, coaching them uh, since 2018. And I never released a book. So I said, okay, forget it. It's, it's my turn. Let me go ahead and prove to my clients that this process works. Yeah. So I created this whole Inception situation. You know, the movie Inception. Yeah. It's like a dream within a dream within a dream. So I created this Inception-esque puzzle in my own life by teaching about how to write a book and how to leverage it, teaching it in the real world. And then I wrote about it in the book. And then I used that same strategy as I wrote the book. So it was kind of just like layered on top of itself. And... I just use that book as living proof. So as you read the book and you read how to write and leverage a book to establish your thought leadership, you see in real time me doing the exact same thing. As you're reading it, you see me doing it. And um, it was just the best way to prove to everybody that this is legit, that there is a secret recipe to writing a book and leveraging it in your business to further your career, or you know grow your business there's a secret sauce and in order to have a book that is truly impactful there's a recipe that literary geniuses throughout history have followed now i did the research i spent months researching what formula do writers like james baldwin and joan didion and walter d waddles what 
formula do they follow to have books that last for generations? Well, I finally cracked that freaking code and then I used it in the book and then I teach you it in the book. So the CEO author is all about walking you through the process of becoming an author with integrity so that you can establish your thought leadership and then telling your story and your wisdom, sharing your expertise at the same time to make it truly impactful so that your book lasts for generations and it gives you the ability to leverage it in your business. I, I love that. And, and I love it because when I think about like my journey as an author that started six years ago, nobody was talking about thought leadership. You know, nobody was talking about... <laughs> you write a book to, to for legacy and, and business. Everybody was just like, write the book, sell it. Like the, the conversation yeah. was all about sales. And that's what I share with my clients now. Like they're at the perfect time because now we're having conversations around personal development and doing the mm -hmm. fundamental work and all that stuff. But nobody was talking about that. It was like, oh, you got a book, sell it. Like, and you're like, sell it to who? But now people are like, you need an audience. You need messaging. You need all of that. <laughs> But yeah. what I love about the title and what you are talking about in the book is that when I was an author six years ago, nobody was talking about the business side of authorship. Like mm -hmm. it was so many of us that just had a book and we like, so how am I supposed to make money from this? <laughs> like, how am I supposed to position myself with this? Because nobody was talking about it. And so mm -hmm. you're giving these, the, your readers such insight to how to not only just have a book that's just out there, but really use it like really use it. Like I learned the, the business side of being an author three books in and I got eight under my belt. You know what I mean? Like nobody was talking about it. So you're giving them what they need to not just have any book out there on Amazon. Cause I think that's the, the glitz of it is like, Ooh, I published on Amazon. It's like, okay, but are you selling it? Like nobody cares. That it's Amazon. <laughs> you know, but you're giving yeah. them the real roadmap to becoming a CEO, not just someone with a book. And I love that because I, I promise you, I wish it was me six years ago. I was like, when people were telling me, just sell it, sell it to who? I don't know who it goes to. Like, who am I selling it to? I'm selling it to mom and dad and Pookie and them. Like, who am I selling it to? So I, I love that. And the other thing you said that I was laughing because my coach did the same thing with me and, and when I created Elevate Your Pitch Summit, which we'll talk about in a minute, but I, part of my framework is all about signature events. And she literally was like, well, Leah, how are you going to teach about signature events? And you ain't never had a signature event. And that was the thing that was like, oh, you're right. I can't really teach you something I ain't did. <laughs> so it's funny how that has been your experience where you're so good at doing it that you never stop to be like, oh, let me do it for myself. <laughs> right. It's so backwards though, ain't it? Like, it's like, cause you're not walking the talk. You know, you're, you're just talking, you're just coaching. You're not actually doing it. So like for my clients, they don't care. They don't care whether I've done it or not because they're getting the help and they're doing it. Right. But I felt like people who are going to hire me as, as a speaker or people who are, you know, just looking to work with me, if I don't have a book, <laughs> they're going to be like, uh, maybe I shouldn't work with her. So I was like, okay, yeah, I got to level up. I got to level up. It's time. Listen, I love it. It, it inspired me to, re to write my next book. And it was funny because after I released my eighth book, I was like, all right, no more books. I'm on the book writing hiatus. We good. I remember you told me that. You told me. I was like, we're done. 
that was it. And then God came him in his strategicness two years later. He's like, you need to write another book. And I'm like, and it was funny because my significant other was like, babe, I know you said the last book was your last book, but I really believe there's one more in you. And I'm like, yeah, okay. There's like, like so many people were saying that to me and I was like, it's not. And when God gave me the, the, the idea for the new book that I'm working on, he literally said, this is the book that needs to position you as a thought leader. So it was mm. funny because when I saw your book, I was like, all right, God, I said, okay, here we go with the strategicness again. <laughs> like, and, and he did it in such a way because by the time he had talked to me about the book, I had already had my framework mapped out. I had already had the pieces and he was like, all right, mm. so write the book. <laughs> like it's going to be based on, on what you teach anyway. So write the book. And so I was like, you know what? I will write this book because out of all my books, you know, I'm a nonfiction author like you. I wrote so many memoirs and people got to get insight to my healing journey. And the last book I wrote was really the last book it, from that place of healing. With this book, I'm literally, literally giving you the game on how to revolutionize your media. <laughs> like, but also positioning myself as that go-to expert. And you're right. Like, if you want to be speaking, if you want to be specifically for your expertise in your industry, you got to have something like the people yeah. have to see you as that go-to expert. I mean, luckily for me and just probably similar for you, we've built the following. We've built a community of people that know what we do. But when you want to get in front of new people, <laughs> it's like... Yeah. The book is the segue to the new people, because if I can get you to read my book, then I can easily get you into a coaching program or to get you to work with me. So I, I love it. So look, we got to talk about this TEDx experience because, honey, I was super excited when you told me about this. I was like, my girl's going to be on TEDx. Talk to us about that, because that just came out of nowhere, but it felt like perfect timing for you. So what was that like? Um, it's so funny. Now I'm always going to say it. Now I'm stealing this from you. God is so strategic, right? <laughs> so <laughs> back in August, what, was it August? Or maybe it was June or July last year. Um, I was on Clubhouse and I was listening to Elaine Powell speak about thought leadership. And I was like, oh, girl, you talk to me because I'm trying to get into this whole thought leadership situation. I really don't know what it is, but it resonates with me. And of course, she funneled everybody on Clubhouse into her free masterclass. Just like a good little audience member, I followed the funnel, you know? So I'm just following inside that funnel, jumped right into her masterclass. And, and she was talking about how to get on the TEDx stage. TEDx had never occurred to me. I knew it was a thing, but I didn't know it was open for regular, regular, everyday people. I was just thinking, oh, you got to be like this major expert or like super well-known to get on this stage. And basically that masterclass revealed to me how attainable it is if you are serious. So if you yeah. found it and you are, you stand 10 toes down in what you do and what you stand for and what you represent, it's, it's achievable. So um, I decided to enroll in her coaching program and I did. I started working with her in August, between August and September. And by October, I had completed the course. And I wasn't supposed to move, move through it that fast. I was supposed to take my time. But I was like, no, 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 no. When I do something, I do it for real. I don't play games. So I said, let me move through this. I'm ready to go. So I, I blew through her course. And in October, we started applying. 
I started applying for the thing. And the very first application that I sent in was accepted. Wow. And before that though, let me tell you, all of September, I was telling people, I'm gonna be on the TEDx stage in the new year. I'm a TEDx speaker. I, we didn't even apply yet. I was just saying it. I'm a TEDx speaker. I'm, I'm gonna be on the stage in the new year. I was all up and down Clubhouse. My name is Portia Mystique. I'm a TEDx speaker. I'm gonna be on the TEDx stage in the new year. And they're like, oh, where are you speaking at? And I was like, oh, I can't say yet. It's a secret. It wasn't a secret. I hadn't applied. We didn't know. <laughs> so we applied in October. That was September. I was telling it and telling everybody. In October, we applied. I was accepted, but I didn't hear from them until January 4th. On January 2nd, that was a Monday, I got down on my knees that morning and I told God, I was like, listen, you've been down the ride for me my whole life. You, Ever since I was a child, you've been speaking to me. And so I thank you, but I need to do something different. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to let go of the wheel. I'm not going to lift a finger. I'm not going to submit an assignment. I'm not going to reach out to a client unless you tell me to. Yes. So God basically was like, okay, I hear you, but you better know what you're saying. Don't tell me to do this if you don't mean it. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's okay. I get it. But no, it's okay. I mean this. So he was like, I bet. <laughs> so that was, that was, yeah, the morning of Monday, the second. Immediately after that prayer, I was picking with my husband, doing whatever I was doing, probably beating him up or something. We were just having fun. I was just messing around. And I get like this divine download of a to-do mm. list. And my husband had got me this notebook for the new year. And I wrote to do January 1st, 2023. And it was just four check boxes. Mm. And I didn't even know what I was going to write. I was just moving. And it's been like that every single day, even now, even today, every single day I have a to-do list. I don't know what's going to be on it until I do my morning prayer and then I do my to-do list. So after that Tuesday morning, and then I did it again on, uh, excuse me, Monday morning on the second, I did it again on the third, which is Wednesday. Then on the fourth, I did my morning prayer. I did my to-do list. I come and I check the computer and that's when I saw the acceptance letter from TEDx. And we were like, wow. we want you to speak. We love your application, blah, 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 blah. So, okay, wow, this this is it. Like, this is, like, this it, is right? happening. This <laughs> is happening. So the text was on March 25th. So I hadn't written my, my speech. So I had from January 1st to March 25th, or January 4th to March 25th to write and memorize my talk. So it was, so crazy it was insane finally the day of I went and delivered and that was the moment where I knew that this is it this this is the thing that God has been preparing me for the reception or the response from the audience after I got off that stage blew my mind and the way it was set up there were seven speakers that day seven speakers I was speaker number five we took a 15 minute recess after my speech it was a little networking session and i'll just it could have been anybody it could have been any speaker who was going to be number five but it, i ended up being number five so because we had this break after me all of these people were coming up to me you know saying oh i needed that it was like god brought you here i needed to hear these words all of this it was it was so beautiful it was insane after the event and, you know, after they, they film it, they have the videographer there, they film it. And then the team, the curators have to edit the video and then submit it to the main TED headquarters for approval. Once TED approves it, that's when it goes on YouTube. 
So all of the other speakers, all six other people, their videos, fine, perfectly fine. Because if the quality was terrible, I don't know, the curators did a terrible job hiring the videographer because the videographer was not good. The sound quality was off, the video quality was terrible. But anyways, they filmed the whole speech. Even one girl, they, they had this one section where a guy was walking, it was just terrible, it was ghetto. And, but they accepted it. So all of their videos were uploaded except for mine. And I'm like, what's going on with my video? So they submit the video to me and before they upload it and I watch it five minutes at the end of my talk, cut off, completely missing. And I was like, are you freaking serious? Do you know how much energy and prayer and preparation went into this and you didn't record the last five minutes of my speech? It was a disaster. Plus there was this terrible ticking sound throughout the entire recording. Mm. So it was just nonsense. I was pissed off and my husband was like, calm down. Things happen for a reason. My TEDx coach said things happen for a reason. So she was like, you're going to go in and redo it. So I called the curator. I was like, yeah, y'all screwed up. Can I come back in and redo it? The guy tells me no, that I can't go back into this, to the university where the event was being held. I can't go back in to record it. It's not possible. I was like, are you serious? So I'm supposed to just upload this crappy video. And this is a TEDx talk. This is huge for me in my career. And I'm supposed to upload this madness. And he was like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I said, bump it. So we put down serious money to go into a studio and record it. I just finished recording it about two weeks ago. Wow. <laughs> this was March 25th was the TEDx event. I went and re-recorded it two weeks ago. And now we're in the editing phase, which is why I keep saying I'm a TEDx speaker, but the video is nowhere to be found because I had to re-record it. And now it's being edited. So here we are. Wow, that is an experience. And, and, I, and I appreciate you sharing the good, bad, ugly, and indifferent, because I think a lot of times that is the part that we miss sharing with people. Like when we share these moments of being TEDx or award winners and all that, we like only want to share the good parts. But for some of us, like the event be sucky, like there's things that go wrong. And so I love that you shared that, like, I had an amazing time. However, <laughs> the videographer sucked and all the good things because it happens like the journey to being who God has created us to be is it's a process and things happen and I love that your husband and even your coach was like things happen for a reason because you do want to make sure that when that video hits YouTube it's the best quality and I appreciate you advocating for yourself like it's crazy that the other speakers didn't because I would have been like no no, ma'am, no, sir. No, you're going to redo this. We're going to figure this out because you're not going to have me out here looking crazy. My name is on that. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But what I do love about the journey to getting to TEDx, because TEDx is definitely something that I aspire to do myself, but I love that you surrendered. Like I've been mm-hmm. telling people all this year that God is the CEO of my business. He just allows me to be the COO. Right. And people are like, oh, I love that. And I'm like, it is like I surrender it to him. So every day I'm like, all right, it's your business. What are we doing? <laughs> like, what's what's on the agenda today, sir? Like, because, but there's such a piece that comes with surrendering. Cause when you realize that you really don't have to figure this thing out, that literally 
your steps are ordered, like the Bible tells you, like they literally are ordered and you, and you can take the, your hand off the wheel. And it's hard to do at first because like you, I've had traumatic upbringings too. So you're used to the control. You're used mm -hmm. to being like, I ain't going to control this. And so you realize like your control is like derailing your whole <laughs> life right yeah. now. Like the train is off the tracks and God is like, please get your hand off the wheel you know to drive but you don't know how you don't know how to drive but you want to be behind the wheel right like and then he has to like send this like divine intervention to be like he like for real just stop and so when you release it and realize that you know what I'm just gonna let you do this like you are the CEO sir like I literally have a prayer journal called God is the CEO and like you are the CEO, sir. Like, have at it. I'm going to, where you lead, I follow. So I'm going to follow your direction and we're going to figure this thing out. So I, I love that you surrendered. I love that you trusted him. I love, you know, my mantra this year has been trust God, trust yourself and trust the process because mm -hmm. it's a process. And the fact that you were like, all right, God, if this is really meant for me, you're going to make it happen. And he did. And so I can't wait to see it because I, 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 I saw the pictures and I'm like, okay, I know she went up there and killed it. So I can't wait to see the video and really see what you did. So congratulations on the TEDx sis, because that's huge. Huge. So look, we got to talk about this last thing before I let you go. Elevate Your Pitch Summit. My first virtual summit i'm super excited about this um it's it's been a one a vision that god has given me but also it's been a process because in the midst of it <laughs> you know the devil tried to use someone to be like you should not do this because you do not have a huge following and you don't have a heavy hitter and i was like i'm so glad i have grown to the place where i don't listen to naysayers anymore um, because definitely people tried to talk me out of it, but I'm excited because you are speaking at the very first Elevate Your Pitch Summit this October, and I love that you were like, Leah, I want to talk to the authors at the summit. We're going to talk about solidifying your, your position and your authority with the power of books, so talk to us about what can the people expect when they show up to Elevate Your Pitch to hear you speak. Yeah, I've, it's funny because I, whenever I do something like this, it's really important that the audience has a nice framework that they can walk away with. So I don't plan on coming in here and just giving y'all a speech about credibility because you already know about credibility. I want to give you a framework that you can understand and use to establish your credibility with a book. We all know that the most powerful CEOs in the world are also published authors. They just are, they have books. Why? Because it shows that you know what the heck you're talking about. The phrase that, oh, you wrote the book on it. Yeah, that's a phrase for a reason. That's an idiom for a reason. Because when you are able to write a book on a particular topic, that means that you are the expert. Now, if you can be a business owner, have a book, and want to have the desire to expand your thought leadership, 
you have all three things that you need to have real impact in the world to create that legacy that you're after and truly solidify your credibility. That changes how people interact with you. That changes how you interact with your business, which is one of the biggest things that people don't realize is that when you write a book about what you teach or what you coach in your business, it ends up changing how you move in your business. It's just what happens. It's a crazy thing, a crazy transformation. You can't stop it. It's just the natural process, but it's all part of you basically solidifying your credibility for your audience and for yourself. So in that, in my speech for the Elevate Your Pitch Summit, I'm going to be walking people through that framework of how to utilize a book to solidify their credibility and expand their thought leadership. I love it. Listen, y'all, if y'all have not registered, if you have not got your tickets, the link will definitely be in the description of this episode. Get your tickets. Cause I promise you, I told my own coach, I said, listen, if it wasn't my own summit, I'd buy the recording because I know <laughs> that the ladies are coming and we're going to set this virtual stage ablaze. Like it is going to be dust by the time we are done. And I'm so so excited and I'm so appreciative of your yes to be like absolutely because you could have been like girl I'm busy now you know I got TEDx so <laughs> but you are you girl there's no way you put something out and you invite me to be a part of it and I'm gonna tell you no no. I appreciate it. Listen, y'all better get y'all tickets. I cannot stress it enough because I literally, I wish I could take the credit for the selection. It literally was all God. Like I was like, all right, God, if I'm supposed to be doing this, um, who <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> like you pick the people and he did, he hand selected each and every one of y'all. And to hear y'all say yes. And was like, absolutely. I'm down. Like it, it's, I'm excited. I'm super excited. So thank you so much. So sis, before I let you go, please tell the people how they can connect with you. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, you can email me at info at PortiaSteel.com. You can text me at 909, no, that's not it, 901-205-9804. You can go to my website, PortiaSteel.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, at Portia Mystique. Portia, spelled like the car, Mystique, M-Y-S-T-I-C-Q-U-E. That's it. Or you can Google me. <laughs> I'm Googleable. So you can just listen, Google me. <laughs> listen, it's the Google me for me. Cause I promise you that is my favorite line. And people think it's <laughs> cocky when I say it, but I'm like, no, I'm in these internet streets, honey. I got, I got, I got list on Google. You better Google me. So I love it. Well, sis, thank you so much for coming through the Hey Queen Thrive this season. And I cannot wait to see you at Elevate Your Pitch Summit in October. Me too. I'm super excited. Thank you. Listen, didn't I tell y'all? Didn't I tell you? Listen, shout out to the queen, my sis, Portia Steele, for coming through the Hey Queen Thrive in season three and getting ready to set the virtual stage ablaze at Elevate Your Pitch Virtual Summit. Man, sis, I appreciate you. I so appreciate you. Y'all definitely make sure you go follow my sis. 
definitely make sure you get your ticket <laughs> and come see her live in full effect at Elevate Your Pitch on October 20th and 20, October 20th and 21st, 2023. Like you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. And again, if you can't attend, get that replay access so you can have lifetime access to the replays. Like I'm just saying it's a no-brainer. So look. <laughs> Y'all already know what time it is. It is Thriver Nuggets time. And so, listen, I got for you guys for this episode, I got for you guys seven ways, right, that having your own book can not only boost your credibility, but also position you as an expert in your industry. Because that is what it's all about, y'all. If you really want to be successful, if you really want to make money, if you really want to increase your profits and get that media attention, you're going to have to be seen as an expert. You're going to have to be seen as a thought leader. You're going to have to be seen as someone that really is credible. Like I'm telling y'all from experience, hence the reason why I created Elevate Your Pitch, because <laughs> I'm telling you from experience, this is some of the stuff that I had to do. If, if you don't know my story, like I started out pitching for media attention when I had a book and a message. I always tell people I had a book, a message, and God gave me a voice to speak. Like that is the three things that I used to get the media coverage that I got very early on in my entrepreneurial journey. Like I didn't, I didn't have a website. I didn't have any of those things. Like the things that people tell you you need to have now, I didn't have them. <laughs> I'm telling you from experience. I didn't have none of that. I just had the book, the message in the book, and the voice that God gave me, and it helped me to be able to literally master the art of pitching and land the media coverage. And that's why I can easily say I've been featured over 160 times in counting in the media. Like, I'm just telling you, and it started with a book. I always say my book started my business because it did. So this is for all my authors out there, all my aspiring authors out there, why you need a book if you really want to build your credibility and your authority and be seen as an expert in your industry. So the first thing, the first benefit to having a book is it demonstrates your expertise. Now, I'm going to tell you something that I wish that I knew and understood six years ago when I started out. So my very first book was a memoir, right? I wrote a book about my relationship with my mother and, and that back, you know, that that tumultuous relationship and all that good stuff, right? And every book that I wrote after that were memoirs, right? I'm a nonfiction writer, so I wrote stories based on my life. But one of the things that I wish that I understood as an author early on is the importance of having what we call a thought leadership book, right? A thought leadership book is that book that demonstrates your expertise, right? Now, I'll tell y'all, six years ago, I don't even know if I was very clear on my expertise. So that's probably why I didn't write the book until six years later. <laughs> but, right, but it's important that if you really want to be seen as an expert in your industry and you're clear about what that expertise is, that you position yourself through the power of a book, right? Because it'll help you demonstrate your expertise. So that's the first thing. Like having a book is going to help you demonstrate your, your expertise. The second thing is that it adds credibility, right? When you, when you have a book, right? It is going to, it is going to add credibility, 
right? It is going to, because here's the thing, people will, we buy from people that are credible, right? And even if, in a book, not only helps you to be, to be seen as a credible source, but it also helps you when you are trying to get in front of your audience and you're trying to convey to them like, Hey, I'm the solution to your problem. (laughs) And if you don't believe me, check out my book, (laughs) right? Right. So having your own book definitely adds to that credibility piece. The third thing that it does is it enhances your authority. Like you all are experts in your own industry, right? And let me just go ahead and say this because somebody's going to be listening to this episode and be like, Leah, I'm not an expert. Yes, you are. If you have learned something, if you have mastered something, even if you are on level two of that something, guess what? You're an expert because there is somebody that's still on level zero trying to get the level two. So being an expert does not mean you have to have tons of of information and, and tons of degrees and tons of experience. It just means you need to be two to three steps ahead of the people that you are trying to attract. So having a book is going to enhance that, right? Especially when you have a book that is based on your expertise, right? It's going to enhance that because now you have a, you know, concrete outline blueprint of the, the type, not only the type of work that you do, but you're giving them the insight, you're giving them the tips, the tricks, all of that in that book. So you definitely want to make sure that if you don't have a book, that you have a book. Just saying, just saying. All right. The fourth benefit right, is that having a book really helps you to expand your reach. I remember the very first time that my first book, Unapologetically Me, got purchased in the UK. Like, I remember getting that email from Amazon saying that someone overseas had purchased my book, and I was like, holy shit. That is the power of authorship, y'all. Like, when you have a book, you put yourself in a position to expand your reach, right? Because it's one thing to be known locally, right? It's one thing to be known domestically. It's another thing when you're known internationally. Like, I'm just, it hit different, y'all. I'm just telling y'all from experience. It hits different when you're known internationally. And having a book can do that for you. It can help you to really expand your reach so that you're not just targeting people in your local area or you're not just targeting people in the 50 states, but you're targeting people all across the globe that needs what you have to offer. The fifth thing that having a book is going to help you do is really it's going to provide opportunities. Let me tell you something. One of the, um, one of my favorite people that I like, I love, and she's an amazing influencer. She's an amazing speaker is Lisa Nichols. If you know about Lisa Nichols' story, Lisa Nichols started the empire that she created with a book. (laughs) And she talked about how she got into speaking engagements using her book. Like it was her book that got her on different platforms. Like, and these were not paid speaking engagements starting out, right? But what she did was 
because she had a book, she would do these book readings. She would do these different free speaking engagements, but then she would make her money in the back of the room, right? And we call that in the industry, back of the room sales, right? So she would make sure that when she was going to these different speaking engagements, that she had books with her and had someone in the back of the room that could take, you know, that could do all the transactions for her while she focused on presenting what she came to speak about. Right. And so having a book allows you to get not only speaking engagements, but it allows you to make money. Right. Like, again, who does things to not make money? Like, I'm just saying. So it provides those opportunities. Right. If speaking is something that you really want to do, have a book. <laughs> like, it, it is the doorway. It opens the door to those speaking opportunities. I'm telling you what I know. Like I have just this year alone, I have had so many speaking opportunities. Like I've hit so many different virtual summits, so many different, and it all because I have books. I literally have eight. My ninth book is getting ready to come out, right? So you need a book. All right, number six is that having a book is going to help increase the likelihood of media coverage. Now, listen, y'all know media is my jam. It is my sweet spot is what I do, right? And I can tell you from experience that the way that I got as as over 160 media interviews, right, and counting came from a book. (laughs) Like, it came from me being able to talk about my book, talk about my story, talk about my expertise, but the gateway into it was my book. Y'all heard me say it. When I started out in the industry, I had a book, a message, and the mouth that God gave me and the voice that he gave me to use. That's it. And that's how I was able to get in magazines, radio shows, and even podcasts and blogs and some newspapers from a book. So if you want more media coverage, you definitely want to make sure that you have a book. And then the last thing that a book will help you do when it comes to really um, boosting that credibility and enhancing your authority is that you get an opportunity to network with it. I always say, think of your book as your as your digital business card, right? Like you can go to networking events, you can have copies of your book, you can sign copies of your book, put your contact information in it and keep it pushing. Like you should have your contact information in it anyway, because you should have a page within the book that has how people can connect with you. So it, but it, it is a great way to network, right? It's a great way to put yourself out there so that other people know who you are, what you do, who you serve. And so if book writing or writing a book, or even if you already have a book is something that you want to learn more about how to use it to really get in the spaces that you're desiring to get in. Again, I can't stress it enough. Meet me at Elevate Your Pitch. My sis Portia Steele is going to be there. She's coming to talk to you guys about exactly how to do that. Like, Hello, this is a no-brainer opportunity, y'all. Come click the link. It is in the description of this episode. Go ahead and secure your seat. Like I said, it is free to register. It is for my women entrepreneurs. Sorry, gentlemen, I will do something for men at a later date. But it is for my women entrepreneurs out there. So definitely come kick it, get registered. And I hope to see you guys at Elevate Your Bitch. So this concludes another episode of Hey Queen Thrive Season 3, y'all. I'll be back next week with another Power Pack episode with another Power Pack guest. I love each and every one of you. Stay safe out there. And I'll talk with you soon. Peace.